book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 8, and I'd like to read verses 8 through 12. The book of Psalms, chapter 34, verses 8 through 12. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? I'd like to go back to that scripture where it just simply says in Verse 9, O fear of the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want. No want. I would like to speak to you just simply the thought, my wants are Jesus. My wants are Jesus. Could we just lift our hands, lift our voices unto the Lord, and let's just ask the Lord to bless the word. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your your almighty spirit, God, that we fill in this place. We ask, Lord, that you would just fill our hearts and fill our souls, God, with your word. Let it just overflow. God, let it just continue to bless, God. Establish a newness in our life, God. We ask, Lord, that you would just enrich us with your word, your almighty presence. We thank you for this. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. He's worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's a worthy God. He's a worthy God. He's a worthy God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that for someone who has tasted the Lord, that there's nothing like him. Because it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. There's nothing like him. When you felt the power and the presence of God, then there's no other feeling like it. When you were in a situation that seemed no way out and God brought you through it, there is no experience like it whatsoever. For the person who has never been healed or has never seen the miracles of God, there is nothing like it. When you taste of the Lord, you taste of His presence, you keep coming back for more. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Sometimes this scripture is considered a way of checking out God's credentials. Sometimes uh, this is just simply referred to it really is, uh, it's an invitation to try this. I know you'll like it. It's like eating a favorite food or going to your favorite restaurant. And we need to invite someone to revival. We need to invite someone to the house of God and have them to taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, see for yourself. When we reach out to someone in need, we're tasting of his goodness. We need to invite someone to a healing service so that they can taste the effects of healing for their body. And they will tell someone, and they will tell someone, and they will tell someone, and somebody else can taste and see that the Lord is good. When we take the first step of obedience, we cannot help discover that He is good and He is kind. When we begin to trust Him, we begin to experience the goodness and kindness when we reach out to someone in need, when we make someone feel welcome in a church service by shaking their hand, hugging their neck, saying it's good to have you in the house of God tonight, 
by just shaking their hand and just smile, smiling back at them, we give them a taste of God's love and kindness. When we don't, we leave, them that, we leave an aftertaste in their mouth not to want to come back. We leave a, an appetite more for this world than we do for the house of God because they came out of this world into a place of worship and did not see a difference, did not feel a change, did not feel the love, the warmth. They did not taste of the good of Jesus. I want to be able to taste of His goodness. I want to be able to taste of His everlasting. I want to taste of His joy. They will want to come back. They will no longer want the needs and desires of the world, but they'll see God's wants. My wants are Jesus. God will be all that they had expected and desire and want to be. Psalms 34 9, O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. When a person fears God, they have no wants but Jesus. People say all the time that they belong to God, but do they fear Him? To fear the Lord shows deep respect for Him. To fear the Lord is to honor Him. Whether it be with our life that we live before man, that they may taste the good. Whether it be with our worship and our praise, that they may be able to taste and see that this is real. We demonstrate this in our obedience. We demonstrate this in our faithfulness. We demonstrate this in our worship and our praise. We demonstrate this in our prayer life. The way we treat each other. I'm sorry, but a person that cannot attend the house of God and be faithful doesn't fear the Lord. You have the wrong wants in your life. You want the world and not God. I'm sorry, but a person that cannot say good things about someone and pursue good things in life and things that pertain to righteousness doesn't fear God. You don't fear what God can do to you. You don't fear what could happen to you and where you could end up for an eternity. I want God. I'm not in this thing to be successful. I'm not in this thing to make a name for myself. I'm, I don't have wealth and riches. I have happiness. I have health. I have a family. A desire to do something for God. And that's just enough for me. Just a desire alone is all that I am pleased with. It's all I want. I want my wants are just Jesus because I have Jesus. I want of nothing else. Psalms 23 and 1. A psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If he's your shepherd tonight, then you won't have any wants. Is he your Lord? My wants are Jesus. Does he live on the inside of you? Does he dwell in you? Have you received the Holy Ghost, which is that power? Have you taken on his name in baptism? The child of God then is satisfied. The world is never satisfied. They always want more. They will die trying to reach for fame and fortune and so much more. My wants are Jesus. I don't have a lot of things. I used to have things that I, I, I wanted we all desire things better for our family comfort, but they are usually things that we don't have need of. My wants are simple. I just want Jesus. If I can have the presence of the Almighty God in my life, I don't want anything else if I can't have Jesus. I've got to have Jesus. I've got to have Him. My wants are simply Jesus. 
So, Proverbs 13 and 25, the righteous eateth to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want. The evil, the world, the wicked, their belly is starving and have an appetite for other things. The wicked shall want. But the one who has the Almighty God in their life, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The righteous eateth, and you're satisfied. But the belly of the wicked shall want. David made a statement. We question God because we lack some things, even things that we think we need. This is not a blanket promise that all Christians will have everything we want. David praised God for His goodness. Some people say, what do I praise the Lord for? People are in a trial. So many times we preach messages and we've testified and you've heard the saints of God, you've heard the evangelists uh, stop by on his journey and say, look, somebody just needs to praise the Lord in advance. Somebody just needs to call on Jesus right now. Uh, you're going through a storm. You're going through a trial. Just call on Jesus. Begin to praise Him. Lift Him up. Sometimes we get in our minds that I, I can't praise Him now because I don't have anything to praise Him about. I don't have nothing. I'm going through a trial. I'm going through a difficult situation. I'm going through a problem. I'm going through a storm. I can't praise Him right now. I've got to wait till I come through this. And when I feel good, then I'll praise Him. My friend, if we go by feel goods, we'll never praise Him. But the Bible says that we need to praise Him for His good things. David learned that if I could just praise the Lord for His goodness. All those who call upon the Lord in need will be answered, sometimes in the unexpected ways. But we need to just give the Lord praise. We just need to give Him a glory right now for His goodness. It may not be the goodness that we're going through. It may not be goodness now. It may be badness right that we're facing right now, difficulties and trials. We don't see the good. We don't see nothing but the bad. But we are praising Him for His goodness. When we walk in the sanctuary, when we walk in the house of God, the one thing that we need to focus our Attention on is Jesus, not about us, not about our neighbor, not about the song that's being sung. It's not whether or not it sounds good or the music's playing good or whether they're singing on key, but it's about the Lord's goodness. That's my wants. My wants are Jesus. If I, if I can praise Him for His goodness, then He'll He'll give me my need. He'll supply the situation. He'll help me through the trial, and He'll put uh, my sunshine in my storm. We just need to give the Lord some praise. We just need to give Him some thanks right now. But David prayed. Praise God for His goodness. God will supply our needs, not just our wants. It may be poverty or hardship, but we will have enough spiritual nourishment to keep us healthy. A statement was made once by an elderly person, the elderly saint of God, that I would rather be spiritually healthy than physically healthy. I, I thought a lot about that, and we all want to be healthy. We want to feel good. We want to get up and see the sunshine and enjoy it without pain and without sickness. And But, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. My wants should be and pertain to the spiritual aspects of life. I desire to be spiritually fit. I desire to be spiritually healthy. But we will have enough spiritual nourishment when we go to the house of God and we praise Him for His goodness and we worship. What David was saying was to have God is to have all you really need. God is my every want. He's more than enough. I like the song, the choir song, He's more than enough. He's more than enough. 
Where are you at in this situation tonight? Do you feel that you don't have everything that you need? Ask yourself, is this really what I need? Is this really good for me? Is this the best time to have this? God may allow you to go without, but it's not because He has forsaken you. It's because it's not for your own good. We whip a child to correct them when they do wrong. My parents used to always say, this is for your own good. I never did understand, you know, when I'd get a whipping when I was a child that this was for my own good. It didn't seem good at the time. All I could think about was the pain, the hurt. When they began to put the stripes on our Savior's back, and they began to whip him, they didn't say this, but they were really saying, I'm doing this for your own good. Jesus was saying that all through that pain and that torment as they began to lash his back. He was saying they didn't understand that the disciples and Mary and all of them, his mother, they didn't understand why do you have to do this? Why do you have to go through this? And he was saying, I'm doing this for your own good so that we might have no wants in life. All of our wants would be Jesus. And he was on the cross and They nailed him to that cross and the blood began to flow and they pierced his side and they put a crown of thorns on him. We talk about it so much. I don't want to ever quit talking about the cross. Somebody please remind me of the cross. Sing the songs, the old rugged cross. God, we we don't want to ever forget about the cross because that's where our foundation was. But Jesus was doing it for our own good. He said, my wants are nothing but to save you from sin, to save you from hell. Nobody else has done any more than Jesus did at Calvary. And he keeps on supplying my needs. But we find that sometimes in life he allows us to go without. We don't understand, but it's to help us grow more dependent upon him. And I've learned that in the past few months, even the past couple years, that sometimes God just wants our attention. Sometimes that child has wants in their lives. Your own child, they'll have a need, a desire, something. Sometimes it's just love and affection. And they desire that, and they'll hold, hold. They'll walk up and grab your leg, and they'll reach to you. And sometimes, you know, you're busy, and not, not right now I'm doing something. I'm doing something and there's, there's pain and there's hurt in that child. I can see Jesus reaching out to us today saying, hold me. Just love me. Pay attention to me. I want you. He just wants us to want Him back, to love Him back. My wants are Jesus today, church. My wants are Him today. The cares and the fears and all the things that are going on in the world today I don't want to wait too late when, 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 when things go wrong and then I go clinging and, and begging for mercy and asking God to help me. That's not the time to start loving Jesus and, and wanting Him. We don't need to do that. We need to be loving Him, knowing Him now so that He can call us His own and He'll recognize us. 
He may want you to learn that you need Him more than the other wants and desires. Philippians 4 and 11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Are you content today? Are you just wanting more? So many people are not content with what they got. They're always wanting a bigger this, a bigger that. We all want bigger paychecks. We all want nicer cars, nicer homes, and all of that. But is it going to take us away from God? Right now, it's hard for us to find and reach out to God and to consider Him as being our only want. But if we have those things, it's going to take up twice as much time. Take us twice as far away. And God won't let us have it. Sometimes, God has to test us and put us through situations so that we'll cling to Him. And that we'll fall back on Him and lean toward His direction. We find that we need to be content with what we have in order to have the other things, the desires. Well, he said he'd give us the desires of our hearts. But we must be thankful for what we've got right now. We need to be happy with what we have, not what we do not have. When you have Jesus, there are no wants. He can be God this way. We may not be content with the way things may be going. But we need to be content with the fact that we know who's handling the situations in our lives. The Scripture is said in Psalms 34 and 12, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? I would love to see many days on this earth. I don't think there's a person under the sound of my voice that don't want to live and continue in the joy of of your family, the pursuit of happiness, the freedom to move about, to do things, to even be a part of the work of the Lord. It's fun being a part of God's work. We go through difficult times. We face situations. We're not immune to things when it comes to trials. If anything else, we're tested even more. We're persecuted for His name. The Bible talks about But it's not to have things or to go places, have entertainment. Those are not my wants. Those are not the reason I want to see many days on this earth. We all have dreams. Young people, when they get out of high school, they have dreams of uh, going to college and pursuing careers and having a family and just enjoying the good life. But it's something about good church. Something about good families, living for God, children raised in happy homes, people being saved, seeing the Word of God spread abroad, seeing uh, young people grow up. One of the greatest things, one of the greatest things, a passion that I just uh, have is to see young people start from babies and grow up to be uh, young people, teenagers, adults. And I'm just so thankful. Yes, it it just tells us that I'm that we're getting older. I'm getting older, but I just love harmony within the church. I just love to see somebody who surrenders their wants to Jesus. I just love to see somebody surrender their family and their life 
So many people uh, don't care about their children, don't care about their family. They don't even care uh, where that young daughter is with that young man. They don't care what that young man, who he's hanging out with and what they're drinking and what they're doing and, and who he's partying with and where they're going and all of that. Uh, but we find that there's something about the family of God. There's just something about a person who just loves God. You know, those people that are, are, are pacing the floor waiting for that young person uh, to come home, waiting for that daughter who's running wild out on the streets and looking for uh, that uh, a young man who's hanging out with the wrong crowd. Those families are pacing the floor saying, what am I going to do? I've got to do something. I, I, I want happiness. I want joy. I want peace. I want understanding. I want normalcy. I want a life again. I want this. I've got, what am I going to do? I'm telling you right now, listening under the sound of my voice, you need to have Jesus. You, he should be your number one priority. My wants, your wants should be Jesus. Because when you have Jesus, you've got it all. You've got the Creator who started this thing from the beginning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the beginning. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's all in between. He's everything. He's omnipresent. He's right now. He's the on-time God. He's the only thing that you need in your life. You may say, well, I'm going through this situation with my family. My family's broken. We're split up. All kinds of problems are I'm facing. My job, my career, everything. Maybe it's an addiction to something that you're, you just can't seem to get over or get rid of. My friend, your wants need to be Jesus. Your wants should want to be uh, to come to the house of God. Your wants right now should be Jesus. Fall on your knees and ask Him to be Lord in your life. Surrender you all. Repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you. I tell you what, it's nothing, nothing that I desire more than to see young people, to see older people, to see middle-aged people come to the altar, repent of their sins, and to surrender their hearts to Jesus, and to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be filled with that wonderful Spirit of the Lord. And to see them baptized, taking on the name of Jesus, being baptized in His name. There's no other feeling. There's no other wants. I don't want anything else. We're, we're, we're approaching uh, good times to come in the next months. Seasons of joy. Seasons of giving. And, and we, we celebrate every year in December about uh, this coming up Christmas and different holidays, birthdays. And they ask, they make a list. This is what I want. This is what I love to have. I like this. My friend, our wants are Jesus. Our wants should be Jesus. Would you stand? My wants are strictly Jesus. My wants are Jesus. Happiness comes to those who have a vision to do something for the kingdom of God. Happiness. I don't know about you, but I, I want happiness in my life. I want happiness. I want joy. The Bible says... That the Holy Ghost is joy unspeakable and full, not half empty, but it's full of glory. If you turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18, the Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. I want a vision. I'm not happy with just a mediocre church service, a mediocre group of young people, or a mediocre worship service, a mediocre healing service. I want something 
beyond the natural. I want something supernatural. I want something greater. I've got a vision to see a bigger church. And some people look at that and say a bigger church. Oh, you just like a big church just to say you got a lot of people. No, if you have a bigger church, then that means that there's more souls. There means that there's more young people that has turned their lives over to God. There's more people worshiping together in the place of worship. We can just magnify that, that, that joy. We can just magnify that noise and get even louder. It's not about getting loud, but it's sending up more praises. Because when the praises go up the glory, the blessings begin to come down. But without a vision, people perish. We're going to die if we don't get a vision, if we don't get a burden. We're going to die if we don't have a desire to want to see more people saved. There's a whole lot of people. There's a guarantee, and I don't have to be a prophet to tell you, but there's one guarantee that I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, there's going to be a lot of people lost. If we don't get a burden, if we don't have a vision to see people saved, we're not going to get to see This take place. We're not going to get to see somebody survive and be able to make it. We're not going to see our families walk in those doors. We're not going to be able to see our co-workers and friends walk to an altar of repentance. There's a lot of things I want. I desire to see my child have the best of everything, which I feel he deserves. But my greatest want is to see him baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost, serving, preaching, singing, whatever it is he can do. And my same desires for your child and their child and their children and so forth, so many as the Lord uh, may call until he comes. That's the whole purpose. That's the desire. There are a lot of things that I may want, but they may be things that I don't need. My wants of the world are this. You see that? Zero. Nothing. I want nothing of this world. The only thing that matters is Jesus. My wants are Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Could you come? I'm going to pray this prayer. And I want you to come to the altar. Let's repent of our sins. Let's turn our lives over to Jesus. Somebody can be changed. Somebody's life can be rearranged. Somebody that come in here with a lot of wants in their life can have just one. And that one is Jesus. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, for what we felt in the service. I opened this altar call for somebody, God, that has a desire to see more, that has a desire to see you, God, that has a desire, God, uh, to, to want more of your presence. Maybe somebody wants to move up in you, Lord. God, our wants maybe have gotten away from us. Maybe we want too much of this world, God. We ask, Lord, that you would just bless us, God. God, let somebody, stir somebody, touch somebody right now in the name of Jesus Christ.